food in the Northwest, guaranteed fresh. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a dynamic duo who share the joy of the Catholic faith through catechesis and conversation on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Monday morning to you, July 10th, 7 a.m. Brenda and not David with you this Mm-mm. morning. Patrick Ryan, our fearless leader here at Matre Day Radio, filling in this week as David takes a little summer vacation. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning, David. Headed up to uh, Astoria today, taking his folks up there. So we wish him a, a very good journey. I know uh, that that's kind of fun. His whole family gets to be together to go up to the coast. So that's exciting. And we get to be here having fun on this Monday morning. I, I'm pumped. Are you ready? I really am. Well, see, that's impressive because usually coming off the weekend, David and I are like, oh, What'd you do this weekend? Because I'm exhausted. <laughs> Did you have a nice weekend? Kind of, were you thinking maybe last night, like, oh, I got to make sure I'm all ready to get up oh, yeah. extra oh, yeah. early? Oh, yeah. I, all day long yesterday after Mass, I was like getting into the mode. So, yeah, I've been been ready. But Saturday, I, I uh, had a lot of fun. Went up to Carson, uh, just on the other side of the Columbia River, outside of Stevenson, you know, kind of, I guess, kind of east of Camas, that oh, area. Right. And we went to the Hot Springs and had a great time. No problems with the fires. That's little, what I. Little first thing hazy, that came to but, mind. Uh, that no, didn't. I saw plenty of of uh, evidence of the firefighters there. There were signs all over the gorge saying thanks to our firefighters, and you know we're praying for you. And it was really encouraging to see that. But really, no smoke. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Surprising. Well, I think part of that is this marine layer that we're seeing this morning. We know that that means that we've got some cooler air moving in from the ocean, so that's pushing. I think the smoke towards eastern Washington and out towards Idaho. And I think still in the east, they're still getting a lot of just a lot of smoke coming in uh, from Canada and everything. So, well, praise be that we are being protected here. I noticed that on the gorge cams that it, the ones kind of west were, were clear. And then as I worked my way up, like toward the Dells and out that way on some of those cams that you can watch, you could see it picking up. You could up. see that yeah, smoke, yeah. yeah. Now, there was a lot of uh, um, lightning activity overnight. They talked about two, and that sparked a fire southeast of Hood, Mount Hood. And we'll have an update on that in the news. Okay. Been, been tracking that. Yeah, it, and that's growing. It is growing. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we knew that we were moving into this fire season. Oh, yeah. So we, <laughs> we thank all of our, our firemen and, and forestry teams that are, are out there working on that. So, all right. So, Patrick, I have an important question for Uh-oh. you. People tend to fall into one of two categories. Are you a cat person or a dog person? Hmm. I would say more of a dog person. More of a dog more person. More of a dog person. I, I tolerate cats. We have kind of a, you know. A, a mutual distant y- respect. <laughs> mutual dislike <laughs> for each other, yeah. <laughs> I I do. We have dogs in our household, but that's mainly because the good deacon is allergic to cats. Oh. I mean, he just really can't tolerate them very long. But I, I want to like cats a lot, but they tend to be like, I, I go up and I'll, if I can get one to come and pet me. It seems as you or, or to let me get to pet me to lick me or purr around. I get, get can pet one. They turn on you real quick. They get tired of you, yeah. and then I get a little claw in the leg, and I'm like, "Ouch!" But one thing I think everybody can agree on is we all love. 
puppies and kittens. Oh, yeah. You can't help it. God created them to have those cute little faces, so we can't help but love them. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, and I noticed the breeds that are popular, really, really popular, are the ones that tend to kind of stay puppy and kitty-like. Yes. Yeah. The reason why I'm bringing all of this up today is National Kitten Day. (laughs) So go love on a kitten if you can today. But my son-in-law brought up an interesting question over the weekend, in fact, because he was looking at our dogs and he says, oh, Jasmine is so quick. She's a black lab mix. She's so cute. And he goes, do you think God judges us for how we treat dogs? So overall, how does God judge us by how we treat animals? They don't have a soul, but I I said, well, they are part of his creation. Yeah, but think think about how old Balaam treated his donkey. Beat that. You know, and, was, and I don't know. It's a little tough I on that I, Yeah, that's a little scary. So you, you better be nice to those those dogs. I said that... It's not so much about the the particular dog, but it's about your compassion. Oh, and good. I think there that's I think that's what we might be judged on is were we compassionate to others, to God's and, and dogs still part of God's creation. How well do we treat the earth will be judged for those types of acts, not in particular that that particular I hope the Lord has allowances for like potty trained dogs versus (laughs) (laughs) Mm, okay (laughs) I don't want to step in anything when I get to heaven (laughs) what you got coming up today Patrick well as I said we will be tracking those fires that are going on also uh Pope Francis has been busy growing his team if you will President Biden is in the UK meeting with King Charles we've got an update on that and the Major League Baseball All-Star game going on in Seattle. Yeah. You it, or I are not there. So obviously we did not get I our got tickets. friends there. I've got good, good friends of mine that are up there and uh, the, the reports from yesterday, they were sending me great pictures and it really looked cool. Nice. It really looked like a lot of fun up there at T-Mobile Park. They polished off the city just in time to have that national <laughs> eye brought in. So, well, and also Archbishop Ancient, speaking of Seattle, yeah. he spoke out over the weekend about his appointment as a voting member to the Senate on synodality i'll have his statement for you coming up in news we got a great show ahead for you on this monday morning here is jamie teton and surrendering we are the morning blend right here at mater day radio leading souls to jesus through the blessed virgin mary how could i hold back the smallest part of anything i'm holding in my heart When I've seen who you are In the light of overwhelming grace For the matchless glory of your name I will live my Free. 
Day Radio, good morning, 710 with Brenda and Pat in for David on this Monday morning, getting your week started. And just ahead, we will find out what the Holy Spirit is doing in the lives of young people. Dina Marie checks in with Father Dan, and we'll take a look at that weekly weather just ahead here at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. For all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. For more than 33 years, Monterey Radio has been sowing the seeds of faith. Your legacy of support continues to bring souls back to Christ, just like Michael Boultry. It's really miraculous. I'd come out of confession, and it was the first time I had met the priest. And I turned on my car, and of course, Monterey Radio's on. It was the priest that I had just encountered. It's like, whoa, thanks, Holy Spirit. But then the same thing happened again, where I had just met this priest. But then it happened again, and it was three separate occasions and three separate priests, God's providence was so clear to me. And I'm getting chills just talking about it. He was making it so clear and so obvious that, yes, this is the path. You guys are planting seeds that are bearing fruit now and down the line. Michael Boultry is just one of many souls the Holy Spirit has reached through Mater Day Radio. Help us continue to sow the seeds of faith. Hear more of Michael's amazing story and ensure your legacy of giving at materdayradio.com. this morning, but that's gradually going to give way to mostly sunny skies this afternoon. High should be beautiful. 75, calm winds, 5 to 7 miles an hour. Then the clouds are back tonight with a low of 56. High tomorrow bouncing back up to 79. Currently it is 61 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 57 at St. Mary's in downtown Eugene. Good morning. This is Dina Marie with a Franciscan moment on Mater Dei Radio. The summer season is a perfect time for rejuvenation and renewing your faith life, whether it's at a CYO summer camp, World Youth Day event, a Steubenville conference, or the countless retreats and gatherings aimed at our families, our youth and young adults. The Holy Spirit is working 24-7 to renew and enrich the life of our youth and young adults. With me today to discuss how the Holy Spirit is active among our university students is Franciscan Friday. Father Dan Petit. Father, thanks for coming back during the summer season. It's great to have you with us. Well, thank you, Dean Marie. It's always good to be with you, too. And uh, I hope you're staying cool up there in Portland. <laughs> well, you know it. We were talking before we got on the air, triple digits in Texas all the time, and we're barely getting up to 50. But I know our summer season, we might hit 75 or 80, Father. <laughs> <laughs> But we wow, do. That sounds like a that sounds like air conditioned comfort down here. I know, I know <laughs> exactly. We are grateful to be, and you've been in the Pacific Northwest. You know the lovely weather out here, and yeah. not the snow and harsh weather that you've experienced in Minnesota growing right. up. But uh, wherever God plants us, right, He provides a place for us to be nourished. And, and where you're is, planted. 
That's right. Grow where you're planted. I thought it'd be fun. I know that you've spent many years on the university campus at Franciscan University at Steubenville, Ohio. A lot of our listeners are very familiar with Steubenville. We've got folks Mm -hmm. that are working here in the archdiocese who have graduated there. But there's that Franciscan spirit that really is alive and well on the university campus. And I thought you could just give us a sense, first off, just your experience there. What led you to Franciscan University to uh, to be there as a professor, to to work with our students? Just what's been your experience there? Uh, well, my experience uh, is, has been for 29 years. I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of change in 29 years. I mean, I retired in 2017, so I have been away from the university now for about five or six years. But during my time there, my, my experience of it was from going from a really heavily charismatic influence that started to quiet down in the 90s to really getting into what they call now a sort of dynamic orthodoxy, which is a spirit-filled dedication to the faith, the Catholic faith, the spirit-filled, because you can also have varieties of the Catholic faith that are non-transcendent and sort of tunnel-visioned, you know. With the spirit filled, the idea of that being that it's a it's a real vibrant being alive to the mysteries of the faith, and that's what we're after at Franciscan University. Now, I know the university has been around at least seventy five years. I think around nineteen forty six when it originally opened, mm-hmm. but get a sense of this, the Franciscan spirit or, you know, how St. Francis is present in, in the environment, in the education, in just what you've experienced there as a professor in the classroom uh, at mass with the students, where do you see really St. Francis coming alive? Well, I'll tell you the, the symbol at the heart of the campus is the San Damiano crucifix, which spoke to St. Francis at at the Church of St. Damien. You might recall in 1206, Francis was in this Church of St. Damien, which was pretty dilapidated and broken down. And here's this cross that suddenly the face moved on it and said to Francis, Francis, go rebuild my church, which as you see is in ruins. And he took that to mean the church that that he was in, which was dilapidated. And he started actually rebuilding it with his own hands. Of course, later it came to be known as his being called to rebuild the Church of Christ universally by especially preaching and awakening Christ in the hearts of the faithful because Jesus had fallen asleep and he needed to be awakened. And uh, that was one of the effects of Francis on the church, I think, was he really came into the church by his example and also by his preaching. He awoke he, he, he wakened Jesus to come alive again in the hearts of people, and they began to love Jesus in the Eucharist, to want to hear the word of God and live by the word of God. And he attracted many followers to where today we have the Franciscan order, even. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and and all that's there at Franciscan with the center, right. uh, go rebuild my church, which, as you see, is falling into ruins. Well, that's the mission of Franciscan University, is to rebuild the church by awakening Christ in the hearts of these students in particular, and then to send them out into the world to do the same. 
Right. Provide that environment and that fire, the fire of the Holy Spirit. I'm talking with Franciscan friar, Father Dan Petit, uh, currently serves at St. Andrew Catholic Church in Fort Worth, Texas, but spent several years at Franciscan University of Steubenville as a professor, uh, of course, in the classroom and in the chapel. And just to be in that environment, I think it's interesting, Father, to see these universities that a particular order, like the Franciscans, that's part of their mission. And explain a little bit, because maybe we think a friar, you're just supposed to be off in a monastery praying, but there's this active role of education, of being involved right. in, in the educational process of these, these young people, how that's become part of the Franciscan mission, particularly for your order, the third order, uh, regular Franciscans. Well, I mean, that's part of the Franciscan element of this whole thing is, I mean, TORs, third order regular, most people, they go, what is that? You know, it's like, well, that's part of it. I mean, we aren't, we're not, we're not like that renowned in the church, really. Yeah, but we have this incredible, vibrant university that is still small. It's not, I mean, it's not really that big or anything. It's still pretty small, probably about 3,000 students. But I think the thing that we are able to do is, and do well, is to try to really tap into the Franciscan charism because Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Now, a lot of universities excel at truth, but neglect the way and the life. So the purpose of Franciscan has been always, yes, we have, we're dedicated to the truth, but we also attempt to meet our students and teach them the way, which is, you know, the way of life in the dormitories, you, you want to try to be responsible there because a lot of truth gets undermined by the way you live in the dorms, you know. So we try to get the gospel into the dorms as well. So that's the way, the truth, the life is in worship, you know, prayer. And we try to cultivate prayer among our students. And I think the way and the life oftentimes get in the group within our Catholic universities, and we go so overboard for the truth that we neglect these other areas. But we've tried as a university to go for the whole package of Christ as not just the truth, but also the way, the truth, and the life, and get those all together. Right, right. And you talked about, Father Dan, the really the origins of Franciscan University in Steubenville has that tie to the charismatic renewal. And I know right. our listeners are familiar with renewal ministries out in Ann Arbor, Michigan and Sister Ann Shields, Ralph Martin, you know, the team that's really part of that 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 fire of the Holy Spirit. But where have you really seen that Holy Spirit on on? It just, I think, is a beautiful thing to visualize a Holy Spirit on fire on a university setting, you know, with these young people who are asking questions, who are preparing for their lives, who are listening to God's call. Um, you need the Holy Spirit to be part of that process. Well, I think so, yes. And uh, the Holy Spirit is the one Jesus said will lead us into all truth. And young people are asking a lot of very difficult questions today because they're being confronted with a lot of things. I know I can speak for myself, at least. I never met any of this stuff uh, that they're meeting today um, that's so troubling, and they're asking questions about it that are very uh, important to be able to supply some kind of answer to, you know, and we do have the answer uh, as supplied to us by our tradition, but then even 
the cutting edge is the spirit continuing to instruct the church as we make our way through these challenging times. Those answers are also being provided to the students in prayer, um, also to professors in their prayer, the classroom, their family life, uh, and of course, the continuing magisterium of the church, which is unfolding uh, the truth. And all of that coming together, we try to bring that to bear to really meet the students' questions, because they have so many questions when they come to us, and they're so confused, many of them, you know. Right. Father Dan Petit with us during the summer season as we reflect on some of his time at Franciscan University of Steubenville. Father, I'm coming up to a break, but hold on the line. I want to continue our conversation, talk a little bit more about some of your experiences in the classroom and just seeing the Holy Spirit alive and well with our young people and giving us some hope and encouragement as we move forward in the summer season. So we stay with me and we'll be back in the next half hour. Sounds good. Thank you. It is 724 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, Dana Marie is one of our wonderful hosts. You hear her oftentimes on the Morning Blend. You also hear her on Tuesdays with our Archbishop Alexander Sample on Voice of the Shepherd. Here at Mater Day Radio, we bring you the best of Catholic broadcasting from around the country and outstanding produced local shows like Voice of the Shepherd tonight. Well, it's Living Stones with Deacon Harold Brooks-Sivers and our good friend. I love that show. Don't you love it? Ken Hellanius. Always hilarious. Or is it always hilarious? <laughs> Nonetheless, you'll get to listen to both of them. If you go to our website, materdayradio.com, you'll find our full programming schedule 24-7. Outstanding Catholic broadcasting. You'll also access that schedule on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle connects through AllSource Communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? AllSource Communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at AllSourceCommunications.com. That's AllSourceCommunications.com or call 503-967-4887 for AllSource Communications. Connecting Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Hi everyone, this is David from Mater Dei Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Mater Dei Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. Morning may have broken, but don't fret. David and Brenda can fix it. The Morning Blend, on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 726 at Mater Day Radio on this Monday morning, and it was a meeting fit for a king. 
and president. We've got details on that. Plus, the Pope has new cardinals coming. And Archbishop Aachen asking for our prayers as he prepares to enter into the Synod on Synodality. I'll have that story for you coming up in three minutes. Here is Matt Marr, Deliverer. And we are Patrick and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. I was a drifter. I had nowhere to go. I was hanging by threads of dust and bone. Every angel I knew was singing, Son, come home. But the melody was hard to sing along. God, you're my deliverer. Matt Marr, Deliverer. It's 730 right here at Mater Day Radio. 
And in your news, Pope Francis said on Sunday that he will create 21 new cardinals, including the Vatican's recently appointed doctrinal chief, Archbishop Victor Fernandez, at a consistory on September 30th. The 86-year-old pope made the announcement from a window overlooking St. Peter's Square after reciting the Angelus Prayer yesterday. Since his election in 2013, Pope Francis has created 121 cardinals from 66 countries at eight consistories. The last consistory to create new cardinals took place on August 27th of last year. Last week, Pope Francis has appointed more than 450 participants, including dozens of religious men and women and lay people from around the world to attend the First General Assembly of the Synod of Bishops on Synodality in October. Archbishop Paul Achen of Seattle is among the participants, which currently includes just 20 from the United States. Over the weekend, Archbishop Aitchin said, I'm honored by this personal appointment by the Holy Father. Part of the role of these synod delegates is to bring the thoughts and the concerns of the local church. I'll do that to the best of my ability. Being a synod delegate also means being a prayerful participant, listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit to better understand what God wants for the church today. Archbishop concluded by saying, I'll certainly be participating in such a prayerful manner and inviting others to join me in that prayer. For now, the voting list of members is complete, numbering 363 cardinals, bishop, priests, religious, and lay men and women, a first in the history of the Synod. President Joe Biden and King Charles III used their first meeting today to highlight the generational issue of climate change as they prod private companies to do more to bolster clean energy in developing countries. The gathering at Windsor Castle injected substance into the type of encounter between president and monarch featuring a climate-focused roundtable with officials from the financial and philanthropic sectors. The 74-year-old King Charles, who was crowned in May, has already made the environment a significant part of his policy legacy and has long fought to protect wildlife and battle climate change. President Joe Biden, for his part, identified climate change as one of the four crises he is determined to confront as president. He signed a sweeping legislative package last year that includes nearly $375 billion for climate-related incentives. And the climate closer to home, the Tunnel 5 fire is now 65% contained. According to a briefing from fire managers, the fire burned 559 acres and officials say that all Skamania County evacuation levels have been reduced to level ready one, level one. The evacuation shelter at the Skamania County Fairgrounds in Stevenson has been closed. At its height, 395 total personnel worked on the fire, including 24 engines, four helicopters, three dozers, six water tenders, and ten crews. Fire officials say the crews and equipment have been demobilized, but remaining crews will monitor the area for the next several days as warmer temperatures and higher wind speeds return to the gorge. And officials at the Mount Hood National Forest say firefighters there are engaged in suppressing the Boulder Fire, which started on Saturday southeast of Mount Hood. The fire began burning near the Boulder Lake Trailhead. Officials say the fire is estimated to be at over 60 acres and burning in a heavily forested area on steep slopes. 
Four engines, four hotshot crews, and two heavy helicopters are working the fire, and more crews are on the way. Officials say a Type 2 incident management team will arrive to battle the fire later today. You know, one time, the Good Deacon and I, we were traveling out uh, into the Gorge area as we were heading east to visit our daughter, and there were some fires nearby. As we came around the bend into the Dalles, we saw a helicopter. They were fighting a fire with a big kind of bucket or whatever that tarp is. And it dipped right into the Columbia River. It filled up and then flew off to, to go dump that somewhere. Those right in are, front of you. Those are incredible wow. machines. So prayers for their safety as they I fight I always this. wondered what happened to the fish if they you know, well, get in there. <laughs> might get a little bit of a fish fry if you're a lucky firefighter there. A solar storm forecast for Thursday is expected to give stargazers in 17 American states a chance to glimpse the northern lights. The colorful sky show that happens when solar winds hits the atmosphere. Northern lights, also known as aurora borealis, are often seen in Alaska, Canada and Scandinavia. But 11-year solar cycle that's expected to peak in 2024 is making the lights visible in places farther south. The Geophysical Institute and the University of Alaska at Fairbanks has forecasted auroral activity on Thursday in Alaska, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, stretching all across the country to Minnesota, Wisconsin, New York, New Hampshire, and Maine. It's going to be quite a storm. Auroral activity also has been forecast in Canada, including Vancouver, Canada. So light displays are expected to be visible overhead in the central part of the country in Montana. Low on the horizon if you're here in Salem and Oregon, Boise, Idaho also. You're going to have to look low on the horizon on Thursday. So northern lights occur when a magnetic solar wind slams into Earth's magnetic field and causes atoms in the upper atmosphere to glow. The lights appear suddenly and intensity varies. Have you ever seen northern lights? I have. I was in the UP of Michigan and I really saw them and it was it was amazing. I you know, they keep saying sometimes you see them here in Oregon. I've never, I've never seen them. I mean, I kind of thought maybe I did, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think I did. But in Michigan, I, I Absolutely. really did see them. Yeah. Well, it looks like Thursday weather is should be clear, cool. so we'll take a little view out. Only once have I seen it, and that was on a, actually a flight, and the pilot announced because it was an overnight flight. We were up actually near Iceland. We were going over because we were going wow. to Rome. This is over tw- 10 years ago now. It just, to me, looked like a green, like it, the sky just looked a little green, not like flashing or anything like that. Uh, and you had to look real hard. It was green and blue that I saw, and it was almost like streaks of lightning going across. It was it was really That's pretty neat. cool. We'll yeah. see what we can find on Thursday. Yeah, I was 18 and many years ago, and I still remember it vividly. Yeah. Hey, the stars are going to be coming out in Seattle tonight. The MLB All-Star Game festivities are already in full gear up in the Emerald City with the Midsummer Classic set for tomorrow night. The 2023 MLB Home Run Derby is on tap for this evening at Seattle's T-Mobile Park. Starting at 5, you can catch the action on ESPN. Last year's winner, Juan Soto, will not return to defend his crown, but 2022 runner-up Julio Rodriguez of the M's is looking for a repeat performance on his home turf. 
Former Oregon State player and Portland native catcher Adley Rushman of the Baltimore Orioles is also competing in tonight's derby. So David had announced last week when we found out about him being in the lineup, his father is pitching for him in the home run derby. How cool is that? Wouldn't that be a lot of fun? I bet you that his father, though, might be feeling a little bit of pressure today. <laughs> Got to make sure he gets it over the base. I imagine Adley's feeling a little pressure, too. But, you know, I mean, nobody's expecting him. I, I was kind of watching over the weekend on the odds and everything. Nobody's expecting him to, to, to really even go beyond the first round. So I think the pressure's kind of off. Those you are know, the it's ones? Like, no, nobody's expecting this. Watch him. Watch him. Because if he gets hot, woo. That should be a fun, fun game tonight, a tournament. Catholic families aren't merely called to go to church, but also bring the spirit of the church into their homes, allowing Christ to radically transform their family's life. Since ancient times, the church has referred to the family home as the Ecclesia Domestica, the domestic church. Now, believing families are primary importance as center of living, radiant faith, the catechism tells us, but practically speaking, what's a domestic church? The phrase sounds like pews and stained glass windows in a living room. But the reality is much simpler and more doable. So the good news is the catechism offers guidance for families on how to excel at their vocations. First, they say, educate children in the faith by word and deed. The role of parents in passing down the faith cannot be overstated. Not only do parents have the first responsibility for the education of their children, there is no one else who can fill their shoes. The role of parents in education is of such importance, it's almost impossible to provide an adequate substitute. Secondly, they say build a family culture of selfless service. Thirdly, Welcome others into the family home. We must always remember the great number of single people who, because of their particular circumstances in which they have to live, often do not of their choosing, especially close to Jesus at heart, and therefore deserve the special affection and active solitude of the church. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And on Tuesday at 2 o'clock is a free organ concert at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception here in Portland. All are invited to this free concert as part of the 2023 West Region Convention of the American Guild of Organists. Patrick, are you a part of that group? I am. You ought to see me just get down with my feet, my hands, everything. I'm, I am really into those pipe organs. Yeah, well, perhaps to, uh, tomorrow night's uh, featured organist, Song Min Oh, she might think otherwise. She's performing works of Bach tomorrow. So I don't, think, night, I, I don't think I can compete with her. May not, you, I heard you get real, uh, real outstanding on the recorder. <laughs> the theremin. That's it. <laughs> Remember, you can find all the details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. What's the Holy Spirit doing in your life and how can you increase his participation? Dina Marie's back with Father Dan for more on Holy Spirit Insight just ahead after we check the weather on Mater Day Radio. 
Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and Monday nights at 7.30, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His Church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones, Monday nights at 7.30 on Modern Day E-Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. between your faith and everyday life working our way into this brand new week beautiful weather cloudy this morning but that marine layer should gradually give way to sunny skies at a high this afternoon at 75 winds going to stay calm from the northwest at five to seven miles an hour tonight the clouds are back with the low about 56 and tomorrow's high up to 79 currently it is 60 degrees at the grotto right here in portland and it is 57 degrees down in the capital city of salem at saint joseph catholic church this is dina marie and i'm back with franciscan friar father dan petit we've been talking about some of his experience as one of the university professors at Franciscan University of Steubenville, obviously operated by the Franciscan Friars there in Ohio. We've heard a lot through Catholic Radio, EWTN, about the life of Franciscan University, been around for over 75 years. And I wanted to get Father's really impressions as we look at the Holy Spirit's work in the church, particularly with our youth and young adults. Father Dan, give us a sense a little bit. I mean, being in the classroom with these students, you talked earlier about, you know, they have a lot of questions. And in our multimedia world, even when you were there, I mean, the Internet technology, the lure of of just this quick fix versus asking questions, debating dialogue. We've lost a bit of that in the high tech world. What were some of the interactions with, with students, just ways in which you've been able to see the progress of our young people in the classroom with their hearts and minds? Yeah, I have noticed, uh, you know, during the early 2000s, for example, with the with the computer, I remember the first time our freshman orientation, we had a tough time getting them to come out of their rooms because they were stuck with their gadgets. And that was a new phenomenon for us, you know, because I've been there since 87 and we had no problem getting them out and socializing. But it started to get more difficult. We had to lure them out with pizza and this kind of thing, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but that was the problem. And what slowly began to evolve, at least until I retired in 2017, was the students themselves were beginning to come up with their own codes 
of conduct with this with this uh, uh, technology, uh, and they would become conscious of how impersonal it is to pull your phone out during lunch and start looking at it, you know. And uh, if I was to do that to get look at an email, they would even call me on it, you know. And and so I would put my phone away, and we'd have more personal co con connection. And I thought that was really something that was. Um, I, I found that very instructive because uh, the students were doing that themselves. They were becoming even tired of these interruptions from this technology among themselves, you know. Right, right. You mentioned earlier, Father Dan, about this dynamic orthodoxy and a little mm -hmm. bit of how just the education, the environment there at Franciscan University. Unpack that a little bit. What does that mean and how has it lived out and how have you seen that live out at the university? Well, you know, Pope John Paul II was one to say that in the Catholic Church, we don't have liberal and conservative. Those are political terms. What we have is orthodoxy and heterodoxy. So orthodoxy would be an upright faith and heterodoxy would be a compromised faith. You know, it'd be kind of it'd be it'd be wine that has been cut with water for heterodoxy. It's not the it's not the real deal. And, and Jesus is the favored wine at the, at the wedding at Cana. It came last, and here he is, this fine wine. Well, that's orthodoxy. And so the deal, though, is that it's not simply an intellectual concept orthodoxy. Um, that would be a narrow understanding of it. It's dynamic and life-giving. It's, it's not dogma in the sense of a club of the past that you use to bring forward into the present and beat people over the head with it. No. It actually appeals to the interior man or woman and seeks to revive them. That's what orthodoxy does when it's dynamic. It revives them. So, for example, in teaching theology, I love to see the lights go on in the souls of my students. And all of a sudden they would be engaged and they start asking these questions or they come and see me outside of class. It was exciting to see that happening. But see, that's what dynamic orthodoxy does. It revives the soul and revives faith because it's not just a bunch of ideas, but it's living and endowed with the Holy Spirit. Right. And Father Dan, in the classroom, in the chapel, just on the environment, on the campus, Preparing these young people, we think a lot about the educational part, the knowledge, but it's really, in my mind, it's about what's God's plan for you? Are you prepared to hear and, and receive your vocation? What's the vocational preparation like on the campus at Franciscan University? How did you work to really help young people discover God has a plan for you and a purpose? And let's discover that right here. Yeah, we, we do on the campus, of course, have what is called the Priestly Discernment Program, which uh, actually predates um, my stay at the university in 88. Um, it was at our seminary in 79, which closed in 79, but it was actually a kind of uh, a priestly discernment program at the seminary that then was taken up at the university when we closed the seminary. And it's a place where men can discern priesthood. And of course, we do have some communities of sisters on campus, and they also have what they call the nun runs, you know, and they try to bring the, the women in, and they've gotten vocations as well. And then, of course, there's always the perennial question of marriage, which has occupies even a greater share of the discernment, of course, because we are attempting to help these young people go from being freshmen to seniors graduating 
that if it's possible for them that their that their future partner would be at the university, we try to help them discern that as well in prayer before Christ. And uh, you know, the idea being that um, a vocation is a call from God, and that would include marriage. Right. Right. And just thinking about this environment, having the Franciscans there, what what has been the role of the friars uh, in residence life, in activities, obviously in prayer life, but just for you being on the campus for so long and, and your fellow friars, what do you see your role in really working with these young people? Well, you know, I kind of chuckle because I my experience of working there for 29 years was the university. Basically, for me, it was a black hole. I mean, it was like I went to bed at night without finishing much of anything. And then I'd wake up the next morning, it would still be there. And I just take it up again because 18 to 22 year old, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's just so much going on, so many moving parts. And the friars are heavily involved in all of it. So there's some that teach like I did, but there are others in administration. And then there was others who worked, uh, for example, as chaplain of the university and all of us friars hear confessions and have the masses on campus. So we get very involved. And maybe I know myself, I met in the evenings with students. So I would teach during the day and then meet with students in the evening. And that was that was pretty much seven days a week. I mean, they would if they needed to meet, you know, I, I would try to meet their demands. And 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 of course. It wasn't, it was life counseling, I call it. I mean, and helping them find life and, and discern life, a lot of common sense stuff, but they're trying to find their way. And that's what I try to help them do in the evenings. But then during the during the day I was teaching, of course, had a full load of four courses, about a hundred and maybe 40 to 160 students. And then I would meet with them as well and have my committee meetings during the day so it was pretty constant, my own involvement. And I know the other friars as well are very involved there. Right, right. I know that a lot of our folks look towards the summer season for the Steubenville conferences. Like in addition to right. having the university, it's this this Holy Spirit presence, this fire alive in our faith that that really is reaching out. I think just maybe as we close up today, just thinking about the summer season, our families that need to have a revival. We need to have a, a reconnection with the Holy Spirit. And, and what's maybe your advice for us to really maybe take advantage of of the example of Franciscan University in our own lives. Well, I used to like I used to I used to very much appreciate when visitors would come and they they would say they experienced, you know, the the Holy Spirit and uh, they experienced the life of God when they came on campus. And I so appreciated that because my experience of that was the cross. Uh, So and, I, and I'm not speaking just for myself. There are many, many people at the university working so hard and we're, we're bearing the responsibility of the cross so that when visitors come, they can experience the resurrection. So it's kind of both sides of the mystery are there. And we're, we're, we're involved in the daily prayer and we're involved in the labor and trying to serve. And we have adoration on campus. The students have 24-7 adoration during the school year. And See, all of this is going on, and that's bearing responsibility for the faith in a way that permits people to then and come and experience the resurrection on the other side of that. And I think that's one of the 
the, the gifts that the university has to offer, as long as we stay faithful to our side of the responsibility of living the faith and trying to observe it. And we're trying to do that just like everybody else. It's not like we're, you know, we're, we're learning it as we go too. I mean, and that's what we're just trying to do there. That's all. And I think people can go though to the university for a summer conference and really come into that life of the campus as well and experience it and be revived. Right. Well, come Holy Spirit, come. Let's continue to pray for the the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, particularly in our families and our young people. And it's just inspiring, Father, to see the, the zeal of the Franciscans continuing decade after decade to serve the needs of our young people and help them be prepared to listen to God's call and to say yes. And uh, with that, Father, again, thank you so much for spending a little time with us this summer. Would you help us close with a prayer and your blessing over our listeners? Sure. Let's pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, you taught us through St. Paul that faith comes through hearing. We pray for the ears to hear your call in our lives and, and respond most generously in the power of the Holy Spirit. And may the blessed mighty God descend upon you now and remain with all of you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Dan. Have a blessed summer. Yeah, thank you. Enjoy your, uh, your the greenery and the and the cooler weather up there. Absolutely. It is 7.56 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, last week, hopefully you received a mailing from Mater Day Radio. Please consider opening that and reading this incredible testimony from Michael, who listened to Mater Day Radio and through the help of his peace has returned to the church in just wonderful glory. In fact, if you go to our webpage, at the top of the page where it says, Your Giving Saves Souls, you can actually listen to an interview, Patrick, that you did and talked with Michael. Incredible story. And just to hear from his own words, this beautiful testimony. And while you're there, just read about the ways that you can support our mission through donation or how you can leave a legacy through estate planning. You can find that audio of that interview and more information at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBBM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com.
If you've got to be there by 8, you've got three minutes to do it. 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. Pat and Brenda with you. And Congress is getting involved with the Catholic situation in Nicaragua. I've got details on that just ahead. In a tenth day at the Oregon coast, a teen was saved on Proposal Rock. Ooh. And no, he was not down on one knee. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey guys, I'm Alina with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. In the mid-1800s, the Ottoman Emperor or Sultan declared religious freedom for his subjects. While this sounds like a nice idea, Muslims of the empire found it insulting. More intolerant sects of Islam, called the Druze, began murdering Christians, specifically in Lebanon and Damascus. Thousands were killed during this time, and while not all their stories are known, we do know of eight brave religious who refused to give in to fear. They're known today as the Martyrs of Damascus. Missionaries from Spain and Austria, six priests and two lay brothers, had been serving the Christians of their town by offering a school, the sacraments, and raising sheep. Even though they lived in an empire of, quote, religious freedom, their town was invaded by the Druze. Thousands were murdered. Eventually, the Druze found the eight men and ordered them to convert to Islam or die. Of course, the brave souls refused, and then all eight of the men were martyred. I'm going to borrow this quote I found while researching these martyrs because it's just so, so relevant to what we Christians are facing around the world today. This is a quote from Bishop Daniel Jenke of Illinois in 2012. The days in which we live now require heroic Catholicism, not casual Catholicism. We can no longer be Catholics by accident, but instead be Catholics by conviction. As I see family members turning against each other in the name of equal rights and freedom and political figures blatantly showing disdain for Christians, I shuddered as I read the story of the martyrs of Damascus. They lived in a religiously free empire. What happened to them wasn't against the law, but the animosity between the two colliding religious views was just too great to be controlled, even by the government. More and more, we see the secular world becoming intolerant of not just Christianity, but of reason itself. Peaceful churches and pro-life facilities are becoming victims of acts of violence simply because they refuse to bend to the will of secularism. And just like the martyrs of Damascus, we currently live in a religiously free country. Friends, we are facing challenging times ahead. It's so important that we strengthen our faith and build community with each other. As it says in Luke 12:53, they will be divided, father against son and son against father mother against daughter and daughter against mother. Even family bonds will be called into question. One day, God will write all of this. We were not designed to live in a world of division and hatred, and our souls feel this tension. It's unnatural to war against each other, especially with people we love. As we navigate the strange space between managing our relationships and doing what God says, let us not be afraid, but trust in God's guidance. His heart aches over the division, even more than ours do. He sees your sacrifices and your faithfulness. Martyrs of Damascus, ora pro nobis. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the lives of the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, please remember to download the free Hail Mary media app. You can find all those details at materdayradio.com. It is 8.01. And in your news, U.S. Congressman Chris Smith of New Jersey renewed his request to visit a Catholic bishop imprisoned by the Daniel Ortega dictatorship in Nicaragua 
and demanded the end of persecution of the Catholic Church in that country. In a statement, Smith said he remains very concerned about the safety and well-being of Bishop Rolando Jose Alvarez amid inconsistent reports of his status in Nicaragua, and the congressman renewed his request to visit him there. The congressman, who chairs the House Global Human Rights Subcommittee, sent a letter to Nicaraguan President Daniel Ortega last month requesting a meeting with Alvarez. Alvarez, who has been persecuted by the dictatorship of Ortega and his wife, Vice President Rosario Morello, for years because of his defense of human rights, was finally prosecuted and sentenced on February 10th for treason against the homeland. In addition to being sentenced to more than 26 years in prison, Alvarez was permanently stripped of his citizenship and citizen rights. Before praying the midday Angelus with a large crowd in St. Peter's Square on what they called a very warm Sunday afternoon, the Pope considered Jesus' very beautiful prayer addressed to the Father and recounted in the Mass of Sunday, saying, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. The Pope reflected on two questions about Jesus' prayer. What are these things and who were they hidden from? Pope Francis invited the faithful to remember that our lives, if we think about it, are filled with miracles. And he suggested that instead of being indifferent, we allow ourselves to be impressed. He said to impress a beautiful word that brings photographic film to mind. This is the correct behavior before God's works to take a photo of his works in our minds. So they are impressed on our hearts to then be developed in our lives through many good deeds so that this photograph of God, who is love, becomes ever brighter in us and through us. Well, this is impressive. An Oregon field research team has uncovered evidence that indicates humans roamed the Beaver State at least 18,000 years ago. This could be proof of North America's oldest human-occupied site yet. Since 2011, the Bureau of Land Management and the University of Oregon's Museum of Natural and Cultural History Archaeological Field School have partnered to excavate the Rimrock Draw Rock Shelter near Riley, Oregon. According to the BLM, archaeologist Patrick O'Grady led the team that had a major discovery back in 2012. The archaeologist unearthed camel teeth fragments that were initially hidden by volcanic ash from a Mount St. Helens eruption roughly 15,000 years <laughs> ago. After conducting radiocarbon dating analysis in 2018 and again this year, researchers reported a newer discovery. The teeth date back to 18,000 250 years ago. Cooper's Ferry in western Idaho was thought to be the oldest recorded archaeological site in the region, according to the BLM, but it may have a run for its money here. 18,250 wow. years. That's long I remember time. those folks. No. <laughs> yeah, way back in the day. They were nice neighbors, weren't they? Well, two people were rescued by the U.S. Coast Guard at 
Proposal Rock near Nesquen Beach along the Pacific Ocean on Saturday evening. The 13th Coast Guard District says an 18-year-old man was stranded and a second person entered the water in an attempt to assist him. An air crew from Air Facility Newport rescued the first person. The individual was transported in stable condition. A crew from U.S. Coast Guard Station Depot Pay rescued the second person by land, the Coast Guard said. In a social media post, the U.S. Coast Guard stated the crew launched a motor lifeboat as well as land asset and met with a dolphin helicopter from Newport Air Station on the scene. As crews arrived, a second person got caught on the rocks. Both people were successfully rescued, one by air and one by land crews. That had to be a heck of an operation. That is a tricky area over there. Can you imagine that? How frightening. Oh, yeah. To be just kind of stuck out there and then to have to have a helicopter come and uh, get you back to it's land. It's frightening when you're in the area where you're supposed to be. <laughs> That's right. And they did not say anything. This young person was not out there proposing, apparently, for any reason at all, but got himself into a sticky situation anyway. In sports, the anticipated matchup between Portland Trailblazers rookie Scoot Henderson and San Antonio Spurs rookie sensation Victor Wambayama never happened yesterday because Henderson sat out with a sprained right shoulder. Wambayama scored 27 points and pulled down 12 rebounds for the Spurs, but it wasn't enough. The Blazers withstood a late San Antonio comeback to get their first win of the summer session 85-80 at the Thomas & Mack Center in Vegas. The Blazers also officially signed forward Jeremy Grant to a five-year, $160 million contract on Sunday. Grant, along with guard Matisse Thibel, will take place in a press conference later today to discuss their new contracts. Thibel, who was a restricted free agent, signed an offer sheet from Dallas worth $33 million over three years that the Blazers matched. And the Blazers... On the court, we'll battle the Charlotte Hornets this evening at 5.30 back at the Thomas & Mack Center in Las Vegas as part of some of that summer basketball action. This story, just as a mom, makes me feel a little bit exhausted hearing about this saint on earth. At 30 years old, Monique Davol has certainly got her hands full after giving birth to her son, Messiah, who is now 8 years old. She went on to have twin boys. Nasir and Sincere, now six years old, and then, to her surprise, found herself expecting triplets. Oh! One, two, then three. <laughs> the mom of six only discovered she was eight weeks pregnant with her triplets while she was preparing her own birthday celebrations. As she shared with Good Morning America, she found raising her three older boys really kind of easy. And she said, maybe God thought, well, maybe this is too easy for you. I've got something special. Let's see what you can do with three. Well, despite it being very rare occurrence, in fact, there are no exact statistics available on these sorts of multiple pregnancies. Duvall had an inkling she was having another multiple birth as she was feeling particularly sick. As is often the case with multiple births, the fraternal trio... One boy, two girls, oh. decided to make an early entrance by arriving nearly two months in advance. Wow. But mom and babies, all doing well. So in the end now, she has four boys and two little girls. What a blessing. Now, it is a rare occurrence, but I've got to tell you, anybody who's been to St. Joseph Church many years ago, there was a family that often would come to Sunday evening mass. Exact same case. They had a son... And then there were twins, 
And then, lo and behold, she started showing up with triplets in a stroller. It was an incredible family. Easton I don't know how Brady she did bunch. it. Oh, my goodness. God bless them. <laughs> Whoa. In fact, coming up in our next half hour for our second cup, Patrick, we're going to talk about some of the things that large Catholic family children, well, they kind of have to get used to being part <laughs> of one of many. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Wednesday at 2.30 is a Vesper service at the beautiful sanctuary of our sorrowful mother. We know it as the Grotto right here in Portland. All are invited to a Vesper service led by Capella Romana with Cantor Fotini Downey Robinson. This concert will be preceded by an organ prelude at 2.45. And again, this event, part of that regional American Guild of Organist con- uh, con- Organists concerts and they've got that new organ at the grotto which is just spectacular so that's this is going to be a treat anybody knows if they've ever been in that chapel of mary the acoustics in there for music are second to none remember you can find details on these and other events head over to the community calendar materdayradio.com and the hail mary media app brenda dr sherman at the holy family catholic clinic wants to be your friend Details on that following the weather next on Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Westside Masonry Incorporated, providing residential masonry projects in brick, block, concrete, and cultured stone. For more information on fireplaces, patios, driveways, hardscapes, excavation, retaining walls, and fencing, call 503-805-7464. Westside Masonry Incorporated, CCB number 167779. No matter where your summer travels take you, Mater Dei Radio is always there. Our Hail Mary Media app is the perfect road trip companion. You're always a click away from a treasury of uplifting prayers, including live Liturgy of the Hours from the Benedictine monks at Mount Angel Abbey and a customized schedule of your own daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also features a stream of Mater Dei Radio's live broadcast and podcast of all our original shows and new programming not available on the radio. Plus, you can jump into all the exciting summertime activities on the interactive community calendar, the latest Catholic news, and much more. Join the thousands of listeners who are moving through the summer with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to MontredayRadio.com for all the details. Wherever you go this summer, you're never far from the Hail Mary Media app and Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 812 at Mater Dei Radio, where we're leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary under a cloudy sky this morning. That should gradually burn off. This marae layer will disappear and give way to sunshine this afternoon in a high of 75. Wind will be calm at 5 to 7 miles per hour from the northwest. Tonight, the clouds are back with a low about 56 and tomorrow's high up to 79. 
Currently, it is a very nice and mild 60 degrees at Immaculate Heart of Mary Catholic Church up in Kelso, Washington. And under the clouds here on the west side, it's 57 at St. Thomas More Parish here in Portland. We all are aware of how important it is to find quality health care with doctors who care about your well-being in every possible way. That's exactly what the doctors are there for at Holy Family Clinic in Westland, but also they care about your spiritual well-being. Joining me today from Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Dr. Sherman. Dr. Sherman is joining us today to give us a little bit of update on what is happening at the clinic and to also offer ways that the community can join in and help support this very wonderful and unique health care system here in the Portland area. Good morning, Dr. Sherman. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you, Brenda. I very much uh, enjoy being here and, and get to share with you uh, what's going on at the Holy Family Catholic Clinic. We are blessed in this area to have a clinic such as Holy Family that is centered around outstanding health care for all of your patients, but also the spiritual well-being of your patients and of our Catholic faith. Tell our listeners a little bit about your mission and that commitment to Catholic health care and how that's a unique setting different from every other clinic here in the Portland area. Absolutely. So... At, at the Holy Family Catholic Clinic, we have five doctors um, running a nonprofit primary care clinic offering, you know, just exceptional medical care in the Portland and Corvallis communities. We are guided by an unwavering commitment to upholding the sanctity of life and promoting human dignity. Our approach to health care sets us apart and makes us a vital resource for individuals and families seeking compassionate, faith-based medical care. But actually, in the spirit of St. Mother Teresa, we offer the same care to anyone regardless of their faith. That's wonderful to know. And Dr. Sherman, as part of your outreach to the community and helping those in need, uh, there are services that are provided to those that come into the clinic, but also though those who are experiencing houselessness, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is helping those on the margins as well. Tell our listeners about this program. Yeah, so um, we have in our, uh, of the five doctors, the Dr. Myatt has a particular heart for the homeless. And uh, we've worked with the Father's Heart uh, Community Center in Oregon City. And so he has made a commitment since basically, uh, since we opened in uh, September of 2020, to be there on a weekly basis serving that community. These people uh, who live on the street uh, are supported out in, in this uh, center. And uh, what he does is he's developed a relationship with these people, which is terribly needed in order to be able to care for them. They, they need to know that people care before they care what those people know and have to offer. And Dr. Myatt's uh, answering to the Holy Spirit in this area has uh, done wonderful things for him uh, being able to help these people. Oh, it is just really excellent. Our Catholic faith 
you know, guides all of our endeavors and beliefs, and especially the practice there at Holy Family Catholic Clinic. I'm talking this morning to Dr. Michael Sherman. He is one of the physicians with Holy Family Catholic Clinic. Dr. Sherman, it's been a little while since we've been able to get an update about how things are going there at Holy Family Clinic. I was very excited to learn in my research and getting ready for our interview today that the Westland office is up and going well. And now there's a satellite office well, down south. Tell our listeners about it. Sure. Um, there are parts of our dream of this uh, Catholic clinic is to be able to set up uh, clinics in different communities. And so um, <clears throat> we have a clinic set up in, in Corvallis, Oregon. Um, that's where I, I live. And I've had a long history there. And I've had patients, when we opened up our West Lynn office, driving all the way up here to see me, just for a 70-mile trip to see their doctor. And uh, I, we realized that this was an opportunity as a prototype to see how setting up a satellite clinic might operate. And uh, so in uh, November of 21, uh, we were able to open up a clinic that uh, allows me to take care of the needs of the people in the uh the West Lynn, I'm, I'm sorry, in the Lynn County and Benton County areas um, around the Corvallis uh, uh, Clinic. And so that's working out quite well. Dr. Sherman, that must be quite a, um, a confirmation and maybe even a, a confirmation from the Lord that your services are so valuable to them and that our Catholic faith is so important to have, especially in healthcare, that people are willing to drive that far to see you. So how wonderful for you to be able to have that satellite office. Now, there is a special event coming up in just a couple of weeks that the community, you're asking the community to join in on. Tell us about the vision event coming up July 15th. Absolutely. Our vision event on July 15th at 10 a.m. will take place at the uh, Our Lady of the Lake uh, Parish Hall in Lake Oswego. The, the event is free, and it's an opportunity for people to come and together and, and, uh, from the community and, and celebrate with us the vision and mission of the Holy Family Catholic Clinic. We, uh, we want to discuss our accomplishments, sharing some of the stories of hope and healing that we've experienced here, and uh, outline what our future plans look like. It's a chance for people to learn more about our work and how they can help support us in our mission. Dr. Sherman, for those who might be interested and they'd be able to come and learn more about Holy Family Catholic Clinic at the Vision event, tell our listeners about what areas of physicians and services you're providing for the community now at Holy Family Catholic Clinic and what specialty areas. Sure. Uh, So we've been blessed uh, with five doctors Mm -hmm. committed to our mission. They come from different backgrounds. And uh, we have some that specialize in internal medicine, uh, specialize in pediatrics. We have, um, we have uh, two doctors who are family practice that are also trained in uh, doing op- uh, OB in gynecology. We have multiple uh, services that we can provide. We uh, also, we have a... Um, a psychiatric nurse practitioner who's helping with the mental health. We have uh, a nurse dedicated to 
working on the natural family planning technique, Creighton model, and NAPRO technology that uh, is uh, hoping to be able to be a huge resource for our uh, archdiocese. Um, we have abortion uh, reversal uh, techniques for people who might try the chemical abortion, and, and we've been quite successful with uh, about uh, saving two thirds of the babies who were otherwise uh, in the in the in the cause of death uh, going through their first pill after uh, starting the abortion uh, medication. Um, so we are quite diverse. Um, we have a lot of people who support us uh, in these areas, and um, and uh, we're very open to other specialists who might be interested in in participating in Catholic healthcare to the community. Oh, what a blessing your doctors are to the community. And boy, it's been wonderful talking with you today to find out more. Remind our listeners now, if they've been listening to us, they're looking to make a change from, well, their secular healthcare services to focus on one that respects their Catholic faith. Where are they going to find more information about Holy Family Catholic Clinic and also, again, about the Vision event coming up in July? So if someone wants to reach us, they can uh, reach us at the West Lynn location on Willamette Drive in West Lynn, and they can call us at 503-994-4353. They can call that same number uh, to be able to reach us at the Corvallis Clinic as well. Uh, the If they want to reach us by email, the uh, contact is info at holyfamilyclinic.com. And then on the, again, the event on um, July 15th is a uh, vision breakfast. So there'll be, uh, you know, a continental breakfast and an opportunity to come and, and, and interact with the, the doctors and the board members who are uh, supporting our mission. If they're interested in doing that at Lake Oswego, um, Our Lady of the Lake Parish. Oh. Well, fantastic. It's going to be a wonderful event, and we encourage all of our listeners to join in. Dr. Sherman, thank you so much for your time today, and thank you for your commitment to our Catholic healthcare system here in the area. God bless you. Thank you so much for your time today. Well, thank you very much, Brenda, for taking the time to interview me, and and God bless you and all the good work that you're doing as well. Oh, thank you so very much. And again, that is Dr. Michael Sherman with Holy Family Catholic Clinic. I will be sure to add information about the Vision event coming up on July 15th and also the information that Dr. Sherman shared about how you can connect with Holy Family Catholic Clinic. I will add those links to the podcast of this interview at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. 824 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life, and we love to pray. Yes, we do, and we want to pray for you. Mater Day Radio's prayer hotline is here for all your intercession. All you have to do is give us a call. You can uh, pick up that phone and call us at, at 503-285-3737, 503-285-3737, or go online, matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app, and let us pray for you at Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. 
Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News and World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its colleges of arts and sciences and its schools of business, education, engineering, and nursing. Learn more at up.edu. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Dei Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. The Morning Blend. Brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 827 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. New Cardinals are coming, and it's All-Star Weekend in the Emerald City. <laughs> We're getting silly. More details on that just ahead. And Archbishop Paul Achen from Seattle over the weekend shares about asking for his prayers from for your prayers as he enters into the synod of synodality that story plus more coming up here is dan bremness he knows we are patrick and brenda on the morning blend right here at mater day radio i know you struggle and you're wrestling with unbelief you feel the fire growing cold broken heart is beating heavy like the air you breathe you're in this valley all alone so where do you turn where do you go well he knows every pain every tear that you've cried every single part of you and he knows every doubt every fear you fight the battles you've been going through and when it feels
part of you And he knows every doubt, every fear that you fight The battles you've been going through Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That's Dan Bremis, and he knows. 8.30. In your news this hour, Pope Francis has appointed more than 450 participants, including dozens of religious men and women and lay people from around the world to attend the First General Assembly of the Synod of Bishops on Synodality in October. Archbishop Paul Aitchen of Seattle is among the participants, which currently includes just 20 from the United States. Over the weekend, Archbishop Aitchen said, I'm honored by this personal appointment by the Holy Father. Part of the role of these synod's delegates is to bring the thoughts and the concerns of the local church. I'll do my best of the ability. Being a synod delegate also means being a prayerful participant listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit to better understand what God wants for the church today. And he concluded by saying, I'll certainly be participating in such a prayerful manner and inviting others to join me in that prayer. For now, the list of voting members is complete, numbering 363 cardinals, bishops, priests, religious and lay men and women, a first in the history of the Synod. Pope Francis said on Sunday that he will create 21 new cardinals, including the Vatican's recently appointed doctrinal chief, Archbishop Victor Manuel Fernandez, at a consistory on September 30th. The 86-year-old pope made the announcement from a window overlooking St. Peter's Square after reciting the Angelus Prayer yesterday. Since his election in 2013, Pope Francis has created 121 cardinals from 66 countries and eight consistories. The last consistory to create new cardinals took place last year on August 27th. A solar storm forecasted for Thursday is expected to give sky gazers in 17 American states a chance to glimpse... The Northern Lights, the colorful sky show that happens when solar winds hit the atmosphere. Northern Lights, also known as the Aurora Borealis, are most often seen in Alaska, Canada, and Scandinavia. But an 11-year solar cycle that's expected to peak next year is making the lights visible in places farther south. The Geophysical Institute at the University of Alaska at Fairbanks has forecast auroral activity on Thursday this week. Alaska, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana, stretching across the northern part of the country, reaching all the way to New York, New Hampshire, and Vermont. Auroral activity also has been forecast for Canada, including Vancouver, Canada. So the light displays are expected to be visible overhead if you are in Montana, low in the horizon here in Oregon, and also in Boise, Idaho. 
Northern lights occur when a magnetic solar wind slams into the Earth's magnetic field, causes atoms in the upper atmosphere to glow. The light appears suddenly and intensifies in its variety of color. I can't wait to see it. I, I, mean, hope, I hope we, we can. have a good view. Yeah, it's been ooh, a long, long time since I've seen them, so I can't wait. That'll be really neat. We'll talk about it again on Thursday to remind you to go outside and look. Hopefully, the fire situation will cooperate. Mm. The Tunnel 5 fire is now good news, 65% contained, according to a briefing from fire managers. The fire had burned 559 acres, and officials say that all Skamania County evacuation levels have been reduced to level one. Be ready. The evacuation shelter at the Skamania County Fairgrounds in Stevenson has been closed. 395 total personnel worked on the fire, including 24 engines, four helicopters, three dozers, six water tenders, and 10 crews. Fire officials say most of the crews and equipment have been demobilized. The remaining crews will monitor the area for the next several days as warmer temperatures and higher wind speeds return to the gorge. On the other side of the river, officials with the Mount Hood National Forest say firefighters are engaged in suppressing the Boulder Fire, which started on Saturday southeast of Mount Hood. The fire began burning near the Boulder Lake Trailhead. Officials say the fire is estimated to be at over 60 acres and burning in a heavily forested area on steep slopes. Four engines, four hotshot crews, and two heavy helicopters are working the fire with more crews on the way. Officials say a Type 2 incident management team will arrive later today to manage the fires. Now, Brenda, I was out in the gorge. I was up in Carson on Saturday. And yes. Smoke wasn't bad at all. Really? It was not bad. There was a little haze, but by and large, it wasn't bad at all. There were signs all over the gorge, thanks firefighters, and we're praying for the firefighters, and that was really neat to see, but no smoke. Well, good. That's good to hear, and hopefully it sounds like they are slowly getting control of that, that Tunnel 5 fire, and you know, within you know short amount of time, hopefully that will be out. Just in time I, I, for the I think next so. one, I think probably. The, the roads over there in Underwood are, are opening back up as well, so that's a good good sign. Hopefully, it will stay down. Okay. Well, Dave, uh, Patrick, are you interested in your next crib? Well, fate <laughs> awaits for those who smile. Mm. What happens, though, to the Blackberry Castle, the fanciful gem-colored mansion hidden in Northwest Portland's Forest Park neighborhood? The gated property on Germantown Road will be put on the auction block with no minimum bid on July 20th. Offers will be accepted through July 27th, they said, and the highest bidder could walk away with a deal. Now, this French-style chateau surrounded by vineyards on six and a half acres, valued at just $5 million, though, according to longtime listing broker Daniel Lowe, over the years, the original asking price was up $7 million. has been dropping. Lowe, who has been the real estate agent for the property for almost five years, they've been trying to get this one off of the market. This time, he's brought in Concierge Auctions, the New York City-based auction marketplace that specializes in luxury real estate. To register, if you want to get your bid in for that Blackberry Castle, Amir $100,000 deposit is oh, all it's going to take. And you're also going to need some letters of recommendation oh. from your bank uh, saying that you can actually uh, take care of this home <laughs> if you do win. This fantasy feature in the mansion, 13,000 square feet of living space, includes an atrium 
with a glass ceiling and it's heated so you can grow tropical fruits to your liking. Mmm, some papaya. Right. Th- I, I'm looking at the auction listing right now, Brenda, and it is amazing. I am blown away. But all, as you enter in, there's a staircase, and above this staircase is a painting on the ceiling of Our Lady. What? Yeah, of, of, of the Blessed Mother hold, holding the Christ child. Yeah, on the ceiling. That. That's it. That's calling your name. I'm calling the bank. Apparently, they also have a Juliet balcony in one of the turrets. Oh, nice. Oh, that'll be great. I'm impressed. I I think we... Why don't we move the station there? Sounds good to me. And the Major League All-Star Game festivities are in full gear in Seattle with the Midsummer Classic set for tomorrow night. The 2023 MLB Home Run Derby is on tap for this evening at Seattle's T-Mobile Park. Get started at 5 o'clock and you can catch it all on the ESPN. Last year's winner, Juan Soto of the Padres, will not return to defend his crown. But the 2022 runner-up, the hometown hero, Julio Rodriguez of the M's, is looking for a repeat performance on his home turf tonight. Also, former Oregon State player and Portland native catcher Adley Rushman of the Baltimore Orioles will be competing in tonight's derby. So it should be a lot of fun. I love the home run derby. Those guys get worn out, though. I think that is what cost Julio the contest last year. He just got plain worn out. And by the time the finals rolled around, I think he had like 50 home runs under his belt already. Already. And then got to the finals and was just gassed. Look, they got a second half of a season to go and if they're going to be looking towards the playoff they don't want to be hurting themselves either straining their back or anything like that i think he wants to win it for the hometown crowd but watch out for adley you know he, nobody's giving yes. him a chance and he's going to come on dark horse and win it all with his dad throwing right. the pitches you hit it here at monster day radio <laughs> from patrick ryan catholic families aren't merely called to go to church but also to bring the spirit of the church into their homes allowing christ to radically transform their family life since ancient times the church has referred to the family home as the ecclesia domestica that we call the domestic church in fact the catechism says believing families are of primary importance as centers of living radiant faith Domestic church, they say, well, this phrase might sound to you like pews or stained glass windows in your living room, but it's really much simpler, much more doable. In fact, here are a few ways that you can live the domestic church at home. First, educate children in the faith by word and deed. The role of parents in passing down the faith cannot be overstated. Secondly, build a family culture of selfless service. A Catholic home is called to be the first school of Christian life where all members participate in sacraments, prayer and thanksgiving, the witness of a holy life, self-deniable denial and active charity. In fact, Mother Teresa perfectly described this approach of active charity when she said, wash the plate, not because it's dirty, nor because you are told to wash it, but because you love the person who will use it next. And thirdly, she says, welcome others into the home. 
Even while speaking of the family, the church is mindful of those who may not have a family. We must also remember the great number of single persons who, because of the particular circumstances in which they have to live, often not of their own choosing, they are especially close to Jesus' heart. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And running now through the end of July is Catholic Community Services of Lane County's Independence from Hunger Campaign. The Independence from Hunger Drive benefits CCS Springfield Service Centers, which feeds individuals and families struggling with poverty in the Springfield area and on a daily basis. If you give $5 at the Springfield Grocery Outlet, you get a $5 coupon off your next purchase of $25 or more. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary Media app. Well, it's Monday, and we all need some caffeine. And we've got the second cup for you. What are the challenges in big Catholic families, and what are the joys? We'll explore that next after we check the weather on Monterey Radio. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. to finally become the person God created us to be. Amidst our brokenness, disease, and spiritual wounds, Jesus is responding today with transformative love and restoration. Join Dr. Bob Schutz, Bart Schutz, Sister Miriam James Heidland, and the John Paul II Healing Center for Healing the Whole Person and Day of Equipping, hosted by the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon from November 30th through December 2nd at Our Lady of Levang in Happy Valley. Through three days of teaching, worship, prayer, and testimony, you will encounter God in a powerful way, experiencing deeper freedom as the Father speaks to you in the depths of your heart. Learn more about in-person, Spanish, or virtual attendance options by visiting the John Paul II Healing Center online at jpiihealingcenter.org. That's jpiihealingcenter.org. Registration opens August 28th. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is looking for a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, psychologist, or licensed clinical social worker who is passionate about their mission of respecting the dignity of each person, mind, body, and spirit. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please contact Holy Family Catholic Clinic by sending an email to info at holyfamilyclinic.com. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. It is 8.45 here at Mater Day Radio. Marine layer of clouds. It was real thick this morning, too, and I noticed when I was leaving, 
it was pretty dark out. My headlights were on and I could see them because well, it's a pretty thick layer. The sun not coming through very much. But it's going to be a little bit of a cooler day. They say this marine layer going to begin to break up into the afternoon. We should have a pretty pleasant afternoon. Highs today getting to 75 degrees. Overnight, we're going to cool off to the upper 50s. Then a little more sunshine tomorrow. Temperatures getting closer to 80. And by the end of the week, as we move through, we could be seeing some temperatures in the upper 80s by the end of the week. It's nowhere near there right now. 58 at St. Joseph the Worker Parish in North Portland. And it is 61 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver. Are you ready for a second cup of the morning, Glenn? Here's David and Brenda. Monday morning, <laughs> I always have a second cup, maybe even a third cup. I put some espresso in there. You, you, you just you <laughs> needed extra little uh, caffeine to get you through, getting you up on this morning. Well, Patrick, you're with us all week, as we said. If you missed the opening of the show, David. Uh, taking some well-deserved time off on a vacation, going to see his parents, and taking them to see his granddaughter. I mean, wouldn't that be a wonderful event to have your daughter, your granddaughter, great-grandparents all together to, to spend a little family time together? As it should be. I think it's fantastic. And the only only drawback is getting up at 4.30 in the morning. That's why I need this second cup. <laughs> you need a second cup today to get you through. Well, we're going to have a great week ahead. And I had that story at the 8 o'clock hour about this woman. Her and her husband had a son. And then God blessed them with twin <laughs> boys. And she thought, boy, these three boys are so easy. And then she laughed. And God said, she said, God to her, uh, God said to her, well, if you can handle that. How about this? She ended up getting pregnant with triplets and had another boy and two little girls. That's a big family. It's a lot of joy. That's a a lot lot of of diapers. So I read a study once that said children who are born into large families like this that have a lot of children, they score in school very well in problem solving skills. So when they're out on the playground or when they're trying to work something out in the classroom, they find that these children have skills at problem solving, negotiation, the give and take, (laughs) those types of things, because they learn those in big families. You just got to be good at that thing. I wonder if the lower the age, like the the birth order, if you're down in the pecking order, if that if that increases the skills, you know, because you you, <laughs> you got a lot of negotiation. You're getting the hand me downs and everything else, right? <laughs> well, fortunately for Christian, you know, he's at the end of a string of girls in right. our households. We got four children, three girls, and then Christian. And I used to tell him, I said, son. If you were going to be the only boy in the family, you should have come first. And he goes, I know, because those girls did not cut him much slack, even to this day. But I think of myself as having not a large family. Four is larger than others, but it's not a big Catholic family. I went to school with a family who had, I think they were uh, 10 Staley's. That was the last name. He was a doctor uh, in uh, the community there, and they attended St. Mary's School. I mean, if you were in school at that time, you were bound to have a Staley in your in wow. your house. I mean, they had farm and stuff. But there are some things that if you come from a big family like that, some great things that you're good at and some things that, well, you just have to put up with. So we talked about uh, problem solving skills. The other thing is you always have somebody to play with. There's oh, sure. always somebody around to get involved in whatever ever type of event that might be. 
So you can never say, Mom, I'm bored. Right? No. Yeah. No, never. Uh, but sometimes they say, according to Alatea, you may not be called by your name. <laughs> Eve, I have two brothers, and my mom still has to run through the list sometime to get the right name out. Uh, I have all three of my daughters, their names all start with an A. That was not a wise decision on my part, David, uh, Patrick. I now, speaking of not calling people by their see, name. See, I just did that. <laughs> just did that. So that's one of the things they say. If you come from a big family, yeah, get used to that. Get used to no quiet time. Ooh. Do you remember that uh, film with Steve Martin, Cheaper by the Dozen? It was a remake. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. That was an active household. There was a lot of kids in that family, a dozen. And, well, there was not Who's too much re- quiet time. Peter Fonda and Lucille Ball, right? Were they the originals? I think they were the original, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's a true story, actually. (laughs) I imagine so. Probably based on a big Catholic family. (laughs) (laughs) If you're just tuning in, Patrick is joining us this week. It's time for a second cup on this Friday. We're talking about some of the things children from a large family have come to get used to. So Alatea said this too, sharing a bedroom. So my two daughters, they shared a bedroom from the time they were born until our oldest daughter went off to college. And so they were almost in high school and they were sharing a room. And then once our oldest daughter left, we split those other two up. And we still, whenever we were upstairs, still found them in the same room. One, you know, together in Uh the bed talking. And then finally in the evening, they'd separated, but they were just so used to being together. They'll stack them on the walls, bunk beds, multiple bunk beds in different rooms. It's just a state of living. Yeah. And I think that closeness there, it builds strong bonds between siblings. You know, there's just something about, I don't know, lying in bed with all the lights off and talking that just creates kind of a a real closeness together with siblings, you know? Absolutely. And we could hear that too when the lights (laughs) were off and you'd come down and you'd hear the whispers. Good night, kids. Time to go to bed. And then they get real quiet. Yeah. And the yeah, other but then thing, they, and then it would start up again. And right? then they would start up again. A couple of the other things, kids from big families know you're always going to be known as somebody else's sister or brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know who you are. That used to happen to me because I had a brother who used to carry on, we'll say, when he was in high school. Oh. Blaze, are you Steve's sister? <laughs> no, I am not. I would say that sometimes. And then a couple of other things, and I talked about this, you get very good at your negotiation skills. Uh, You have enough people to play board games. If you want to play a game, you want to have a baseball game, basketball game, play a board game, you can always find plenty of participants. And if you've got 10, you've got a team. That's it, really. (laughs) And then, well, you know that you always have ardent supporters on your side. So when you show up at the baseball game, they show up at your volleyball game. Well, you've got your own cheering squad. We hope you enjoyed today's second cup. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? 
Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. Summertime is a great time to drive the open road. Unless your old reliable wheels just aren't up to the task anymore. You know who could use that old car? Mater Dei Radio. You can donate most vehicles, cars, trucks, vans, RVs, and boats to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program with the proceeds supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast and in return getting yourself a likely tax deduction. More information on our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a double shot to start the day on Mater Day Radio. 854 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Well, we've got clouds this morning, but we'll see sunshine this afternoon. That marine layer is going to burn off with a high of 75. Calm winds, then the clouds are back tonight, low 56. High tomorrow, back up to 79. Right now, we're starting the morning at 58. And closing out our show today, here is Cody Roth. The reason for it all. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Sleepy eyes, wake up, it's time to face the dawn. Child, rise, peer out, and spread your arms. This brand new day That cold heart Have all turned away Arise, search the sky Wondering what will I become Into a voice Soft and high Sing the song Don't worry about your life Don't worry about your future Don't worry about the time you spend digging in the dark Don't wonder who you are You're a precious child You are the reason for it all The smallest spark She looks into his eyes Here's a voice She must reason Why these dreams Of a clear blue sky Hand in hand They walk to sunshine Don't wonder who you are You're a precious child 
makes you crawl Doors are clear blue sky With the gaze at her head Arms outstretched wide Here you are in the blue With the angel in your eyes There's no voice soft and high Is this soul's time to rise? Don't worry about your life Don't worry about the future Don't worry about the time you spend digging in the dark Don't wonder who you are You're a precious child You are the reason for it all That is Cody Roth, the reason for it all. It's nine o'clock at Mater Day Radio. Hey, that was fun. Let's well, do it again tomorrow. There's so much fun. You're right. We should do it again tomorrow. We should do it every day all this week. week. All week. Uh, thank then you. I'm going to go on vacation. <laughs> and, and sleep in a little bit, too. That is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend. It is Monday. That means Living Stones coming on this evening at 7.30. A great show. You can catch the podcast on the new show on your Hail Mary Media app. Get a little early preview of that. We hope you have a blessed day.